watching, however you're watching, whenever you're watching, as long as you're watching, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Uh, this is another episode of All in Society and Friends. I am Claude Winston, Claude Purchase, Cloud, Cloud Perch. There's a, um inside joke about that, inside story. Um, maybe I'll share it with you guys one day or bring somebody on that's familiar with the story. Um, but my name is Claude. I play poker. I live life. I love poker. I live life. The end. Uh, no, I'm a pretty simple guy. Um, if you have never seen my show before, you just stumbled across this. I'm born in... Where you see all the Michigan gear. There's nobody. Well, if you are not from Michigan, you're a Detroit Lions fan, um, God bless you. I can understand now kind of being a fan, but this is the first time that I feel confident that they're going to go somewhere and do something with the team. So good luck to them. I don't know if it's going to be this year. There's still some good teams out there. Uh, I don't know if they picked up anybody on uh trade deadline. Actually, we'll talk about that. Peoples-Jones, uh, they picked up a wide receiver. And I'll discuss that a little bit further on in the show. Uh, but thank you for joining me. We'll get right into it now. Thank you so much for joining. If you want to learn a little bit more about myself, you can te- check out my website. It is www.allinsociety.com. A-L-L-N-S-O-C-I-E-T-Y.com. Give you a little bit more um, background on who I am and what I'm about, um, what's my mission, and um, my purpose. At least what I want to do with this business, at least. If you want to follow me in my like daily activities, you can check, definitely check me out on Instagram. It's all in CP2, um, but it's at all underscore N-I-N underscore CP2 uh, on Instagram. Definitely uh, give, put my followers up, get my followers up, start liking my stuff. I'm not somebody that's really big on social media. Um, even on Facebook, I don't have a whole lot of people on there at all. I have a small circle, so doing this is definitely jumping out of my uh, norm, out of my comfort comfort zone. So that's exactly why I'm doing this, uh, amongst other reasons, amongst other things. I'll be traveling and playing some poker. So I'm going to take, um, if you guys can see it, I have podcast equipment with me my laptop obviously right over here you see the microphone and I have all that here I'm recording right now and I plan on taking that with me when I travel I'm definitely going to Tunica Mississippi and you're probably like why in the world are you going to Tunica Mississippi Um, but like I said I play poker so I'm gonna travel and play some poker there for probably about a month total next year in January and in April as well, right, right around my birthday. My birthday is April 21st. And my family lives in Mississippi, not too far from uh, Tunica. So it'd be great opportunity to spend time with them. Um, they, I live in Maryland. They live in Mississippi. So it's a great time to spend with them. Hopefully make some money and uh, win a little bit of jewelry by taking down a tournament. Um, by going there and uh, competing. Uh, backstory, real quick. I used to travel in deal cards on the World Series of Poker Circuit. And uh, 2015, uh, my buddy, David Brackey, who I haven't talked to him in a long time, I'll definitely have to give him a shout. He he had rooms in Tunica and at a casino where he was working the next event. 
uh, we worked an event together in Oklahoma, and then I traveled with him, and I, he gave me the opportunity to stay with him. I'm pretty sure for free, or I kind of just threw him some money to stay on property, or at least um, very close vicinity. I don't remember if we were actually on property where the casino, uh, where the event was taking place. But he gave me the opportunity to stay there for cheap, for probably for free. I just gave him some kickbacks if I did well. And by doing so, I had really no plans in even going there and playing cards. But I said, yeah, sure, if I can, you know, um, if I can crash with you for cheap, yeah, why not? So I went there and I did really well. And for some reason, the newspaper was there writing a story and took a liking to me and uh, snapped a photo. Um, I think it's the same photo I use in my Instagram handle. So there's a backstory on that. The photo. Oh, excuse me. I had some Chinese food earlier. I think it's uh, not agreeing with me. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I want to go back in Tunica. I want to see if that person who wrote the story, it was just a story about uh, young people um, traveling to the casino, especially probably because Tunica was kind of dying at that time, um, not what it once was, and now it's probably even more deserted or more, um, you know, Less action, less money running through there than it was before. I don't know. I haven't been there in a while. I haven't heard too much. Anything exciting or new coming out of Tunica, Mississippi. Um, but anyways, I want to go back and see if I can find the person who wrote the article or just uh, kind of just rehash that moment and everything about it. And hopefully do better than I did. I did really well there as um, far as inv- whatever I put in. I probably made like 10x whatever I invested but I want to actually win a tournament, a World Series of Poker tournament. And when a World Series of Poker, they give you um, rings for winning a... Actually, yeah. Yeah, they give you rings for winning circuit events, I think, now. Um, so I've been playing poker, World Series of Poker events for a long time, and we'll get into that a little bit further in the episode. Um, so, But I've been playing so much, and I've been so close. I'm just ready to actually do it now. Um, won a tournament now. I don't know why it says on Facebook that my live was ended. I wonder if they ended it because I was playing live music. Oh, I got to know the rules. I got to know the rules. Let me check on that real quick. Let's see. Let's see. Cool. We're working. Or at least on YouTube we are. All right. So let's get into the meat and potatoes of the show. All right. Today we're going to talk about uh, Apple News, the Vision Pro, and Scary Fast, their event that they just uh, held last night at 8 p.m. Eastern. I'm going to go over my poker recap for the month of October. I have a little information to share as far as what I'm going to be doing next year. Um, it's really gonna. It's the first thing I'm really doing outside of the podcast and outside of this live show um, to kick off my business, Suda Solutions Group. Um, the brand and everything is all in society, but the name of my business is Suda Solutions Group, and I'll provide a little bit more details on that um, as we go on further in the episode. Now we'll go over a little bit of sports news that I've seen uh, this past weekend, and especially. Today with the NFL trade deadline 
and then we'll discuss the some finances and we'll discuss the stock market. But before we get into the topics, I definitely wanted to spotlight uh, my podcast that I just released uh, Monday, yesterday. Now, if you aren't familiar, if you stumble across this show and you want to find something that's maybe a little bit more easy, easily to consume on the go, I have a podcast. I talk pretty much about the same topics, um, but I dive a little bit more uh, deeper and t- kind of in my personal life on the podcast. I almost use it in almost like a daily diary almost sometimes, kind of get things out, um, self-reflect, and uh, just kind of give a feedback um, of how I'm doing, especially uh, along my poker journey as a, what I like to call a semi-professional um, poker player. Uh, I love playing cash games, and I absolutely love uh, competing playing tournaments. And we'll dive into that further, uh, how you might be able to um, invest with me. But uh, so this past weekend, I went to the Black Wealth Summit. And if this is your first time um, hearing from me, I like I will. I've traveled to quite a few of these financial intelligence or financial literacy uh, events throughout the year. I went to InvestFest past couple years in Atlanta, Georgia, at Georgia World Congress Center. It's put on by Earn Your Leisure. Uh, and then this is really not uh, finances, but I also went to the podcast summit um, that was held in Miami, Florida. That was excellent. Um, that really gave me the the confidence and the tools in order to kind of to kickstart this show. And then whether this show has you know one person, two people, ten people, a thousand people, ten thousand, a million people watching it, the the able the ability to kind of go through the process of learning all the information, taking it down, not just taking it down in notes and going on vacation someplace in Miami and soaking up the sun, but the fact that I kind of I went to these events, took the notes, implemented them, and now I have something that I can look back on. It feels good that I actually um, you know execute it, and that's why I continue to do this. Um, nothing's going to happen overnight. Um, and especially like tonight, right? It's Halloween. Everybody's out and about with their kids, um, especially right now. So these are definitely nights where it's difficult to really get people to engage. Um, if you can get people like probably Trap's going to have right now at 7 o'clock at night, he probably has a, at least 1,000, 1,500 people watching him right now um, on his show. I'm watching him after this, Wall Street Trapper. But um, the podcast... Excuse me, the Black Wealth Summit, was, it really, <laughs> so I went to this event, really wanted to get, um, oh, also, I went to um, Wall Street Trapper's uh, recession tour, as uh, far as financial intelligence, financial literacy. Uh, really learning the stock market is what he dives into, and he explains the stock market um, in a very easily uh, consumable way. For somebody who's novice like me, I like watching CNBC, but they use these um, these jargons and words that you really don't understand. You kind of have to Google as you go to figure out what they're talking about. Um, but watching his show, I can really dissect what's going on and understand what they're um, talking about. So it's been it's been great. It's been eye opening. Um, so definitely check out his show, Wall Street Trapper, on YouTube. 
Um, but getting back to the Black Wealth Summit, so I really I went there expecting to get you know take some notes and hopefully. To be, all right, let's let's back it up. I almost didn't go to this event. Um, you know, I've been playing cards, and that's really what I've been um, holding my head on as far as stacking up some money recently. I'm not working for anybody, and I'm getting my business going on the on the side amongst doing this as well to um, to, to be able to pay ends meet. And the reason why I started my business is to make money, right? Unless you have a nonprofit, so I'm really getting that going, and that's been taking some time figuring out what I want to do and how I'm going to be able to do it and kind of build an informant. That's going to be a way that's not, it doesn't just feel like work. Um, but something I truly enjoy and I'm passionate about doing on a daily basis. I think that's what, um, starting a business should be about. Well, number one, it should be helping others. And that's what I'm definitely doing. Well, I hope to be doing at least hopefully get some results and something I am passionate about and enjoy doing, I enjoy waking up and doing then it doesn't feel like um, a job or I'm kind of just in this repetitive motion uh, just to, to pay ends meet. Um, so something just told me just poker hasn't been going well. So, you know, just go to the summit. Just go to the summit. So I go to the Blackwell Summit and, man, it's not only did I get the financial assistance or or guidance and knowledge that I was looking for just in that um, weekend. More so than I've gotten the other events that have that I've uh, frequent. But this was the best financial literacy event I attended and had the best speakers. Um, Governor Westmore was there of Maryland and um, he had a great speech. I truly believe if he's able to accomplish everything that he wants to accomplish in the state of Maryland, that he will 100% be a presidential candidate um, within the next couple of uh, terms or whatever you want to call it, for lack of a better word, if I'm not um, saying it correctly. I'm at Ian Dunlop. If you guys are not um, familiar with him, he's one of the three uh, members of Market Mondays. I'm always talking about that show. Um, you know, I'm always talking about Earn Your Leisure. If you watched any of my um, previous shows or listened to the podcast or just know me as a as a person, an individual, um, I'm really down with there with them. And Ian's there. Um, he gave a speech, and then he was gracious enough to stay around and take some questions. So I had to go back and have um, just one on one conversations with him. So that was that was that was great. Um, and this event was held at a church. And I found my church. Um, and so I'll kind of, I'll leave it at that. If you want to leave, if you want to learn a little bit more um, and dive a little bit deeper, the podcast really uh, goes right and deep down into it. I get into the nitty gritty. If you really want to know who I am, definitely check out that podcast. And um, I will absolutely leave links to the podcast and all my information in the Description. You guys just have to go over to YouTube, just uh, search All In Society and Friends, and you can find that, all of that there. You can also um, go to my website and click any of the links. I'll give you a free gift, and you'll be added to my email list, and I'll definitely reach out and keep you abreast of any products or services that I have coming up. 
You can also reach out to me uh, via email. It's cpurchase at suitedsolutionsgroup.com. Um, C-P-U-R-C-H-E-S at suitedsolutionsgroup.com. Just like it sounds. Suitedsolutionsgroup.com. All right. Apple News um, for Vision Pro, and we're going to discuss scary, fast event that took place last night. So did you guys watch the Apple event, Scary Hours? Well, if you didn't, to be quite honest, unless you're in the market for a MacBook or really care about the new products and services that are coming out, you didn't miss much. It wasn't that eventful. They have a new M3 chip um, that's coming out, um, and they have new Macs. They are on the way. I believe they even lowered the price of their entry-level Mac. And for full details of that, I will leave a link in the description. You guys can also, I have this podcast on record. You can also go head over to my podcast. It might be easier for you to go to the podcast. Make sure you follow. Make sure you share. Make sure you like. Make sure you leave a review for me, please. It might be easy for you to click the links from there as well. So definitely check out the podcast. Oh, and one uh, item of note, the entire event was shot on iPhone 15 Pro Max. So um, if it, it was pretty cool. It had a, a horror theme or a Halloween theme. It wasn't too scary. They want kids to be able to watch it. Um, and then they edited it on uh, with a MacBook, I believe, as well. So if you're interested just to see how it went down, how it looked, definitely check it out. It looks cool. Nothing too crazy or elaborate, but it's at the Apple facility, and so it's this massive facility, and it just looks cool in there. I'm sure some of it was CGI, um, unless this guy's office or lab looks just like this. That's pretty pretty cool. He has a pretty cool lab if his lab looks just like that. Um, so for Vision Pro, so these are some of the the notes that I read in the article, but Vision Pro wants to kind of help with mental health. Um, one in five U.S. adults and teens ages 13 to 18 who struggle with mental illness, according to the Centers of Disease Control and Prevention. And roughly one in 25 U.S. adults struggle with serious mental illness including bipolar disorder, major depression, or schizophrenia. Hey, Cousin Rita. And the reason why I'm saying that is because the Vision Pro, which is a $3,500 device, it is it's said to possibly help with um, some of these illnesses. The headset could be used to measure users' facial expressions, feelings and emotions, and detect levels of anxiety, depression, post-traumatic stress disorder, and other forms of stress. Um, so if you want to dive into that a little bit further, you can check out the, the article I got this information from. It's a Forbes article, so it seems like it's probably legit, right? So check it out. All right, moving on to my poker. We're pretty much just going to close out October. I don't really plan on playing tonight. So for the month of October, I made uh, $926. That's for a whole month. That's not good. I'm trying to make $1,000 a week. Um, so it's time to get my tournament game um, turned around and up to speed for December. Because December, if you're not familiar, if you haven't seen anything, um, 
as far as any of my previous shows or my podcasts. I'm taking a trip to the Bahamas in December. I think it's dessert, excuse me, December 3rd through the 7th. And I'm going there to play, play a poker tournament. Most importantly, I'm going there to kind of just lounge and relax. And so hopefully the weather's nice and uh, just everything about the trip is relaxing and enjoyable. But I'm going there to play, I'm pretty sure, no, the second largest event that I'm going to play this year. It's a $1,500 poker tournament. Um, in the Bahamas, it's a World Series of Poker event. It is the first event that's being held or run or operated by the World Series of Poker at the Bahamas, as far as my knowledge goes. And so I just want to kind of be there for the inaugural event. There's another big event that goes on that's going on in Las Vegas. It's a World Poker Tour. And so I can stay in the United States and just go to to Vegas. But I've been to Vegas this summer, done that already. I've never been to the Bahamas before. And as far as poker-wise, I think there's going to be a much tougher field in Las Vegas. Um, there'll be some more people that are just want to kind of relax and have a good time. Now, don't get me wrong. Players like Daniel Negrano will be there in Bahamas um, and other pros. But I think Bahamas is going to be just more of a laid-back, um, easygoing, your average Joe going there opposed to the, the grinders. They're all be going out to Vegas to kind of compete against the, the best players that will be there. So I'm going by myself. If you are a poker player and you are you have that time off, um, I have rooms. It's not at the actual uh, Atlantis Casino. It's at uh, I'm using my points at uh, at the Holiday Inn, like I have at the other places. But it's not one of the, well, I don't know. I haven't been here before. I shouldn't say that. It was decent uh, stars. It's definitely like not like the Miami hotel that I went to. Um, Miami, that Miami hotel, the Miami Intercontinental that I went to at, for the podcast summit. You can go to the YouTube and you can see some of the photos that I took. I think I took some photos of the the room um, outside, just um, inside the hotel. That Miami's a vibe. That was a nice trip. That was a beautiful trip. I will make an excuse to go there every year, and so every year I have I get a free night with my credit card um, to go and use a, a Holiday Inn. I've had some bad experiences. Well, I've had one bad experience probably within the past 10, 12 years I've been um, traveling, and it was in Atlanta. And so I don't want to just poo-poo on the whole company and everything, but I had, it, was pretty, it was pretty rough in Atlanta to the point that I didn't want to travel and stay at a Holiday Inns anymore. It's not like they're really high-end hotels in the first place. But there are diamonds in the rough like the Miami uh, Intercontinental that you can um, stay at. Um, I've also stayed at the Venetian and some of their um, suites. And so there's some places that it's not just when you think Holiday Inn, you're like, no, I'm not going to stay at the Holiday Inn. There's some nice places. But to what I'm trying to say is the rooms in the in the hotel, the Bahamas, I don't know. It's a little shaky. I've seen mentions of cockroaches and bugs and stuff, but I've also seen people that said that it was great. My um, experience was wonderful. So it's it's going to be like my trip. It's going to be a gamble. It's going to be a coin flip. So I hope um, I hope I run good, and I hope I don't have to sleep with uh, with any friends that come out when the when the lights are turned off. So we'll see how that trip goes. Um, 
And then we'll talk about that a little bit later. Actually, um, I'm not going to roll into it yet. But these next coming weeks, I'm just going to mention it now in this episode. I have a few people that are, I call them backers. or And that's kind of what they're referred to in the poker community. So when you want to go play a poker event and you want to play a bigger event, um, sometimes you want to share the share the expense in order to buy into the tournament. And the reason why you do that is because you want to maintain what's called, thank you, I appreciate it. You want to maintain what's called your, uh, your bankroll. Um, so any poker player who plays seriously, you treat this like a business. And so you have your, your funds set aside and you use that to play poker. You don't intermingle it like you would your business, any other business with your personal funds. Your business is separate. Your personal funds are separate from your business funds. And so you treat it like a business and you operate and you don't want to just, hey, I have $10,000. I want to go play this $5,000 event. I'm going to take my $5,000 that I've been using to play poker and I'm going to enter into this event. That's not really smart, right? Just like you would um, if you're building a, a stock portfolio, right? You, you want to diversify. You don't want to just put all your, your eggs in one basket, right? So... You go and you say, who can I partner with and who can share the expenses with me? Um, And I'll give a portion of my proceeds. Now, it's gambling, right? Um, But you go in there and you invest in people um, when they're starting their businesses. Some people, they've never started a business before. You see their business plan and you've just kind of seen what they've done in the past, the resume, and they say, and you say, yeah, I'll give you some money and I'll invest in you. It's the same thing as poker. Poker is very math-based and it's not. Is there luck involved? Yes. But there's luck involved in betting. And, um, and there's luck involved in life. Walk out the door, anything can happen. Nothing's guaranteed that you're going to come back home. Um, but poker, unlike going to the casino and just putting your money all on black. Poker, you have control, more control than you would putting money in your slot machine like that. So... And a lot of people really put the time to really dissect the game of poker and try to develop and create an optimal strategy. And there's a lot of AI technology out there. Um, I've invested um, in some training with uh, poker pros that are the top of their game. And to be quite honest with you, I haven't looked into it and read into it as much as I should um, or I could. Um, just really been diving into into the business. So, all that to say, I'm playing a $1,500 tournament. So, I have backers who are going to take a percentage of that and um, and they're going to put up a portion of the money and then if I win, I give them a portion of my proceed, of my winnings based on what percentage of they, they bought of me. Um, they're slice of the pie, right? And if I lose, we all lose. So I'm definitely going to be, um, for this one, I'm probably going to be selling at least 50%. It's a, it's a large tournament. And because I do play, plan on playing a heavy load next year, I definitely don't want to go uh, all in on this one. So um, if anybody's interested, um Again, you guys can hit me up on Instagram. Um, you can hit me up on, via my email. Um, 
there's multiple ways um, you can get in touch with me. Um, you can say something, leave something in the comments. Um, just uh, reach out. Uh, I definitely uh, will provide uh, a more elaborate. Uh, I'll be a better salesman later, and I'll be able to show you my stats, kind of what I've done this year, as far as poker wise. I take a log of everything, and um, I'll share that with you guys um, at a later date. But for poker, I'm very ambitious for my business, Suda Solutions Group, LLC. I am very excited to announce my next project that I'll be rolling out next year. Um, we're about to, what, November 1st is next, was well, tomorrow, right? So uh, I got a couple months to get this thing started. Um, so when I went to the Black Wealth uh, Summit, there was a doctor, Dr. Renee Baker, I think was one of her, na- her name, and she has a TEDx talk that you can definitely check out um, discussing the uh, racial wealth gap. Uh, definitely an interesting watch. And she mentioned her, she has two girls, and she mentioned one night a week or however often they, they get together. Family gets together and they just talk about finances, money, budgeting, and things like that. And she said sometimes it's really hard to get them uh, to participate. Um, it's kind of like pulling teeth to do so. So, and I've heard this before from multiple people. Even even Carl, uh, previous episode with with Carl, I believe is episode six or, uh, or uh, seven, a few episodes back. Carl told me to do the same thing. And then when I went to the bank and opened my uh, bank accounts and everything for the business, the woman that helped me there, she said, you need to be going out to homes and um, teaching people this. And I kind of just ran away from the idea because I was so gung-ho and uh, my my mindset was so set on getting this podcast started and getting this show started because that's really what I wanted to do. I, I want to build a, a production company, a media company. And I don't mean me getting in front of the TV That's not or in front of the screen. That's not what my goal is. My goal is to get away from the screen. I don't want to be seen anymore. I want to find you or other people that have stories to tell um, or just enjoy being in front of the screen or a part of the the all-in society or the community that I'm growing, and they can take it from there. That's not My job is not to be doing this for, for long because um, I'm going to be getting very busy, and I have a, um, be traveling a lot, but I'm really going to be doing this uh, for the rest of the, um, probably for the next couple of years. Um, but after that, hope by then I have uh, a new show that's developed with other people that I do not have to get in front of the screen anymore for. Um, other people doing interviews, and um, this thing is really kicked off. So um, that's that's uh, that's my hopes and my dreams. But getting back into what I'm planning um, and what I plan on doing now, because it is so hard in talking to my own family. I even discussed, hey, let's get everybody together. Nope, nope, that's not going to work. So, no, I'm not taking that for an answer anymore because there are other families that get together, and when they get together, they're talking about you know money and financing, investing. We're not doing it because we don't want to talk about it because it makes us uncomfortable, right? Well, let's get uncomfortable, y'all. It's all right to be uncomfortable, but we have to. we know how to talk to each other. We know how to respect each other. 
someone has to take the lead in the family and say, hey, we have to move together. We can't just be separate anymore. We have to put all our minds together. We're all our experts or or have knowledge on some industry or or field or some interest that the other's not um, informed on. So let's get that that knowledge together. Let's come together and put our money together, and let's invest in something or start a business. Um, so we really gotta uh, just really change our minds. And it's funny every time I talk about this, it seems like people. Um, <laughs> get a little uncomfortable. So I know I'm uh I'm going uh in the right direction. Uh, I just got to make it fun and that's what I plan on doing. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go into your home. I'm going to bring the table, I'm going to bring the cards, I'm going to bring the entertainment, I'm going to bring the the fun vibes together. I'm going to teach you poker and then I'm also we're going to talk about budgeting, we're going to talk about investing and, and just talking about how we can take our money instead of just Spending our money, how we can pull our money together. We let's first start with saving it. First, we got to hold on to it. First, we need to learn that, and once we have enough to hold on to, then we need to figure out how to make it work. Because if we just have money, it's sitting in the cookie jar or wherever, and it's not collecting any interest or anything. They have accounts that you can put your money online now and get like five percent per year. So it's cool that we have piggy bank for the kids, right? But just leaving that money, that those hundreds of dollars in the piggy bank, piggy bank. Um, just collecting dust, that doesn't make any sense anymore. We got we to gotta level up now. Um, put that in the S&P 500. Wait for the S&P 500 to drop to a low like it is right now. Ah, look, well, we're just talking about this. I'm not saying it's not going to drop any further. Um, we'll see what's going to happen when Apple um, discusses their earnings on Thursday. If Apple has bad earnings, they're the biggest company in America. It's gonna take the. It's gonna tank the stock market a little bit. I'm not saying it's gonna be all heck breaking loose. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying the stock market is probably gonna fall a little bit. Or I could be wrong. Maybe just Apple falls a little bit and everything else is good. Who knows? But being it's the biggest company, if they're not making money, <laughs> okay. So if we get everybody to. Kind of, let's just level up our our level of whatever we're doing. We're doing all right right now. Actually, we're not doing all right. We could do a lot better. There's the haves and the haves nots. Um, Middle class, I don't think that exists anymore. It's just the rich, the ultra rich, and then it's just the rest of us feeding for ourselves. Um, So we just all need to get together um, and just get smarter. Um, There's enough of us. Um, We can all get together. Just like we get together when there's um, terrible things that happen. like 9-11 or any natural disaster. Everybody comes together and helps uh, one another build, rebuild, um, or just helps one each other in, when there's time of need. Well, now is the time of need, and we all need to get together and figure out how we're going to, to move things forward. Um, else is going to, otherwise, it's going to get scary. It's going to get tricky. But, so yeah, I'm going to bring the cards, I'm going to bring the poker table, I'll bring the chairs, I'll bring everything you need. I'm going to be your dealer, and I'm going to teach you guys poker, I'm going to teach you 101. And my, my objective is not to teach mom and dad poker or your kids poker so you can go to the casino and play. That is not the point of this. That is absolutely not the point. 
The reason why I want to teach you poker is because poker is nothing but investing. You take calculated guesses based on the limited information that you have in front of you based on how the hand progresses, and you can bet, raise, you can call, raise, or fold. Or if you're first act, you you can bet. That is a lot about like investing. You're gathering when you invest. Say you want to buy Apple stock. You go in there. You figure out. Well, first you need to figure out the tools to how to properly dissect a company and figure out if a company makes makes sense if it's a um, good investment at that time. And then when you figure that out, all right, and then you implement your money. All right, it's the same thing you play in poker. All right, I got a pair of aces. Based on how everybody else is playing and the board that's out here. All right, I think I have the best hand. All right, you can bet. Do whatever or however the hand plays out. But you're probably going to bet, right, with a pair of aces on whatever board against your opponents. So it's the same thing. So there's a lot of similarities. And so if I teach poker, kind of get that mindset of, oh, I see what you're talking about, about investing. And then I'll talk. we can talk about budgeting. Making budgeting... Shut up, Stefan. <laughs> and, and making budgeting, uh, make it make that fun. I don't know. You could use kind of like you can make you can use treats. Um, you can use food and like snacks and things like that. Um, as 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 the as the event, well, lack of a better word, as the the event goes on. But as the session goes on, um, I'll ask questions to the kids. And then the kids can, um, and I'll give them treats. And then we'll just kind of teach them budgeting and things like that. Just make it fun and, and entertaining for children. Oh, super likes. Thank you. And then once I get the children involved in that, right, then you can just figure out other creative ways to um, – sorry, I'm trying to look at the, the chat, and then I'm trying to, to read my notes too. Once you once you get the budgeting involved, and uh, or once you get the kids involved in budgeting and just like saving and um, just talking about money in general, uh, maybe let the kids go on and they can kind of play amongst themselves. And then you really just talk about the the real important stuff with the adults. Um, I think that this is just as beneficial for the adults as it as it is for the kids. And all I really need to do is is teach poker. Once I teach poker, I can leave that family. Once they have poker, they can use poker as a reason to get each other together and and make it fun however they want to in their own way. And then that just kind of starts the conversation. Um, so I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping and I'm hoping that that works and that kind of just breaks the, breaks the ice about having these conversations. Um, and do that enough. The plan is I'll do that enough, get enough interest, and I can get a, a, a physical location someplace so I don't have to travel around. Um, but I'll, I, I, I did this once before, um, but not in this setting. I did it for, and I talked about it in one of the previous podcasts. When I was, I worked in a charity poker room in Michigan. This I was probably like 21 or 18 to 21 years old, and I was running Poker tournaments. I offered a poker tournament in a charity room. It was a free roll. 
um, you come in, you can play for free, but there was rebuys, and you would have to pay for additional chips in order to get more chips. This was back when the day, um, and if you're not playing, you're familiar with poker, um, you probably won't get this reference, but I'll use it like this. So now when you play a uh, $100 tournament, they'll give you like 50,000 chips. Well, back then in the day, you play at a $50 tournament, you'll get like 3,500 in chips. So you wouldn't get a lot of chips, and the tournament will go pretty fast. So I would kind of start them off with a 1,000 chips, and those are free chips, and then you can purchase like 5,000, 10,000. And it really brought in everybody in to um, to play on Sunday, and then they would play, come play in the cash games, and it would um, really just fill the house. And that was really... I think that really got me um, hooked as far as, or really got my mind uh, working as far as getting into management and just not thinking of just wanting to deal cards for the rest of my life. Um, And I don't want to hit on this too hard, but I'll just ask you this. How many people have you seen retired from being a dealer? It's possible, but I'll just leave it at that. So, getting back to what I was um, discussing, I'm going to bring the game to you. It's a game you can play worldwide. You can take it anywhere. There's a casino everywhere, right? I'm not saying that, like I said, I'm not teaching you poker in order to go to the casino and beat the game. Because if you think I can teach you something in a couple hours and you can go to the casino and beat the game, I'm a darn good coach. Um no, you're just going to get lucky, and then you're going to get uh, uh, a hard lesson later on down the road. Um, but no, I just want to teach the game enough so you guys can go and get your own cards. It's very simple. You can just get cards, and you can get some cheap chips for probably like 10 to $15, $20 at Walmart or online on Amazon, and that's all you need to play poker with your family. And then while you're playing with your family, you can just... While you're playing hands, just talk about um, money and saving and budgeting. Uh, maybe this is a good time if you don't have uh, allowance that you can kind of start with a really small allowance for your children, and then they they have their own money, and then you really start talking about budgeting and saving. Um, starting the piggy banks, this would be another good thing as far as that. Um, and then if you do have piggy banks, say if you already have this stuff started, maybe I'll kickstart. Excuse me, kickstart the conversation of. Hey, um, son or daughter, we're going to put this money into the stock market. And you'd explain to them what the S&P 500 is. Because if you're going to put your children's money anywhere, that will put it in the S&P 500. And just let let it sit. Um, we can just discuss that further um, if you want to know why. Even Well, S&P 500 would be a good option um, to put your money. Um, but we'll do that at a later time in another episode. What are you saying, Stefan? Antarctica. What are you talking about? Alaska. Oh, am I going there? No, this is just for this. <laughs> I'm just going to the state of Maryland, if that's what you're talking about. Or no, DMV. So I'll be um, D.C., Maryland, Virginia. But mostly, I would just probably stay in Maryland for the most part. Stick to Charles County first and expand from there. I would love to go to Alaska and Antarctica. If I just think, if I got this big enough and people were like, "Hey, I will pay for you to travel to a different state to come talk to my family," that would be amazing. That would be awesome. 
This would be a good way to kind of get good at public speaking, too. Oh, but anyways. Oh, and then it'd be also be giving me a time to do a little uh, story time and share my experience um, by as a poker player or playing poker. Um, playing with Daniel Negreanu, if you guys are not f- familiar with him. It would be like... Maybe not to this extent, but be like playing catch with Tom Brady. No, not because you wouldn't be competing with Tom Brady. I don't know. Playing Madden against Tom Brady. I was able to play uh, a $10,000 tournament with one of the best poker players in the world. One, like Somebody that I've followed since I have uh, first started playing poker. And I played hands against him and I beat him um, and at least, I think two hands actually beat him in um, that year at that table. Um, so it'll give me a chance to kind of share that story. I also, if you guys haven't checked it out, definitely go uh, to my website, allinsociety.com, A-L-L-N-S-O-C-I-E.com. And you can click one of the links and I'll show you a video of me dealing. I was dealing the World Poker Tour. You said I can take poker anywhere in the world. Yeah, you can. They probably play poker in Antarctica. They got, shoot, got casinos everywhere. I want to go to Africa and play. Uh, Dominican Republic. I keep hearing good things about the Dominican Republic. Uh, I got to talk to Darian about that. All right, but moving on. But yeah, I will be I will be coming to people's homes and conducting poker tournaments or cash games or whatever, just poker one oh one. And then we'll discuss um you know budgeting and things like that. Alright, Stefan, I'm about to send you the link. Just one second. All right, I'm about to get into some poke, or excuse me, sports chat. Send my buddy Stefan the link, see if he wants to jump in here. People live there. For real. They got to be people that live there. My dad went to, so my dad, um, he... He left General Motors. I think he, yeah, it was after he retired from General Motors. He worked for um, for, him, for himself. And he went over to China in this, like, freezing cold temperatures, places like nobody should be. So if he went there and the people living there, I'm sure um, people live there in Antarctica, too. People live in Antarctica, for sure. People live in Antarctica. Are you sure? <laughs> we don't figure this out. That's the only part of the world that's never no no. It's only wow. Uh, no permanent human habitation. You didn't know that? No. No, you can't. We can You can ask for Antarctica. It's illegal. 
There are, however, permanent human settlements where scientists and support staff live for part of the year or a rotating basis. The continent of Antarctica makes up most of Antarctic region. Is it just like that you know, unbearable? No. What's there? There's a lot of serious stuff. I was about to say, what's there? Okay, I was about to say, what's there that they don't want us to know? Ah. Uh, you can't fly over it. Huh? You can't fly over it? No. What? I'm, I'm, I don't want to say I'm a, I'm a conspiracy theorist, but I'm very educated with stuff like that. Can you fly over Antarctica? Uh, Antarctica? No, it's no. It says the short answer is no. It's not illegal to fly over Antarctica, but there are practical. Considerations that make it challenging for a regular airlines to navigate across the land. In many parts of Antarctica, there's limited or no infrastructure, no landing strips, or obviously no refueling stations for planes. So you probably don't want to be over there anyways. It's probably dangerous. You can't land. Why would you want to be over That's not true. It's so much stuff. It's like, it's, it's almost crazy stuff over there. It's ridiculous. That's, 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 say, that, that, it, some 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 things that some theories that's out there is like that's where when they when the government or certain countries want to kill people at all that's where they send them but you never see them again or now it's it's crazy it's a lot of they saying a lot of it's where the aliens live and whatnot and it's crazy it's a whole bunch of yeah, it's a whole bunch of stuff that's where Tupac like, at uh, yeah that's where he is. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, did you watch the Monday Night Football game? Duh. Alright, what did you think about After they got blown out by the Ravens What was your take on the Lions after this game? Or do you do you think any The Lions are not ready So this game So you're saying this game didn't really matter to you? No y'all, y'all win Y'all win got division but y'all not gonna make past the 49ers, the Eagles. Um, it, it maybe y'all might y'all might be the Cowboys. The Cowboys. The I mean, Cowboys. I'm not. I think the Cowboys yeah, are beatable. Y'all, 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 y'all gonna win that first round, definitely. But the second round, y'all gotta play us. <laughs> yeah, that's well. Yeah, that yeah. I'm uh, e- or excuse me, the 49ers got tougher too. But before I uh, get into that, um, let's okay. y'all might y'all might be in the 49ers. 49ers, uh, it's 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 not who they crack up to be. No, they got Chase. Yeah. I'm saying they got Chase Young. Okay, so you just uh, you just scared. You just scared of the defense. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing. Our defensive line is better than the, the 49ers. No, your offensive line is pretty the, probably the best in the game. So yes. Mm. He's starting to crack. You're making me nervous. Um, if there was a takeaway from this game, though, was Jameer Gibbs 
finally broke out. But it wasn't really till the second half. He was productive in the first half. They were wide throwing, uh, putting him out um, on the what is it uh, as a wide receiver, and he was productive. Productive. I think he had like five catches for um, thirty-seven yards. So nothing crazy, but that's what I wanted them to do: yeah. put him out and spread it out. But it seems like they want to run it down your throat first. I think that they should start the game spreading it out. He wouldn't be happy. Dave Montgomery was going to take away his carries and whatnot. So now they see uh, Gibbs can play. Uh, Montgomery Montgomery might uh, be uh, second now. No, 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 no. Montgomery. But they got two good uh, running backs, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it feels good that they, uh, to see him break through like that. And then Amon Ross St. Brown had a. Uh, he had a good game. He was sick too, so that was good to see. He had a good game. He always had a good game. Yeah. Did you see the the celebration where the woman picked up Jameer Gibbs? Yeah, I see that. Yeah, you're all in a second. Um, and then uh, the Lions got. Not that this is a big pickup, but I think it means something. They uh, they got Peoples Jones, Jonathan Peoples Jones from the Browns, but I think it's because Jamison Williams. He's had too many drops. I think they're starting to lose uh, faith on him. Yeah, he's he's, uh, he's supposed to be a stud. Yeah, he's got too many drops at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I have I had him. Uh, he messed up my parlay last night. Uh, I thought, uh, like, I played, like, in-game parlay, and I thought uh, they had, like, 600 to 1 that uh, get, get for uh, getting 70 yard, 70 receiving yards, and I took that, and he, literally the second half, they really didn't get no more passes. Yeah. And, uh, what was, oh, Adams messed up every single parlay I had. Adams only got 11 yards. He messed my whole thing up. I was so freaking Yeah, mad. they didn't. I don't think it's because the defense was. I think they just. I don't know. Maybe it was the defense. It wasn't the defense. Garoppolo is horrible. Oh my God, he sucks. (laughs) He said he's worse than Zach Wilson. (laughs) Um, So the Lions got a bye week, so that's good. Um, And then hopefully Montgomery will be back safe. And then we'll see what they're really about. Uh, But they don't play the. I don't think I'm, they play anybody real to the Cowboys till real late in the season. Yeah, we'll see what they that do against the right. Packers again. That's about it. Well, that should be all right. Uh, baby, play most of your games and get the number two seed. Hopefully, you get a uh, a good home game. And if y'all, hey y'all, let's make a deal. We play y'all in the playoffs, and is in Philly. We go to the game. What do you say? Yeah, yeah, definitely go. If it's in Philly, and that's a, what, three-hour, three-and-a-half-hour drive? Absolutely, I'll be there. All right, take Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, no, I don't know. No. No. No what? I, I wouldn't wear my Lions gear. I'm no fool. Why not you and me? It doesn't matter. Them people don't respect... <laughs> uh, I, I, no, no, trust me. I, I, I'm Mr. Philly. Trust me. You'll be okay with me. Ain't nobody gonna say nothing to you. You with me? Guarantee you. I'm gonna be there with oh, a lot of our friends, so uh, you're gonna be with us. So all right, all right. Ain't nobody gonna say It's gonna be like six, 
Like ten of us, so you'll be okay. Trust me. All right, you ain't no problem. <laughs> trust me. All right, I was gonna say, no, I gotta be careful. I Philly don't play in a playoff game. No, no. discuss Chase Young um, but if no one caught it yet Chase Young traded to uh, 49ers from Washington and then the Cardinals they traded uh, Dobbs to the Vikings yes that's what this going to pick up yeah Dobbs are not bad yeah yeah alright uh, that's going to help them out a lot it's not, it's not Kirk Cousins but it's going to help our Gobbs Gobbs I said Gobbs Gobbs <laughs> can ball Someone talking to you. Even though, even, even though he looked like, oh, no, my. He's good. He's okay. I was about to say something. I forgot where he was at. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So here's my uh, top five. Now, you tell me if you uh, if you agree. Uh, for this okay. is through week eight. Just through week eight. Uh, so five, I got Cowboys. Four, Chiefs. Three Dolphins, two Ravens, and then the Eagles are number one right now. I don't agree with nothing on that list, but the Eagles are number one. <laughs> you don't like nothing else besides the Eagles one? No, no, your whole list is all messed up. Five, five, I have. Uh, five, I have. Uh, who do I have? I have. Uh, uh, no. Let me go from one top to bottom. I have Eagles at one, two. I have Chiefs, three. I have the Jags. Oh, four, I have the Dolphins. Four. I have the Dolphins. No, four. I have the Ravens, and then five. I have the Dolphins. So no Cowboys in there. And then you like the Panthers. You like? Wow. I I I just don't trust them. They like the Lions to me. The Panthers or the the uh, Jaguars, Jaguars. I they like the the Lions. I just don't. I don't trust them yet. Who have they? What real team have they beat yet? They they won a five game, one shoot, four game, one shoot, or something like that. They, yeah, but uh, who they play? It's top notch. They they have a better quarterback than y'all. They have a better running back than y'all. Stop. Yeah, have they been deeper than y'all? They I know better defense. Stop. Yes, they do. Look at the numbers. I don't care about the numbers. Oh, okay. <laughs> so they they lost or you know, they beat they beat the Bills. That's their best win. Yeah. And the Bills are hotter hit or miss. They beat the Steelers at on the road too. They play all right, so we'll know I guess, if they. I guess I guess I guess I, guess I should put y'all in the top five because they beat the Chiefs. They're gonna say right no, I don't, Chiefs, so. I'm not even in. I don't have them in the top five, so I don't want to say I put them I mean, in the top five. Which I should be because y'all beat the Chiefs. So the Chiefs that was week record, one. That was week one, though. That was week one. Uh, by record, I yeah no. Uh, y'all above them. Y'all above them. Forty. The Jaguars play the 49ers next, so we'll see. We'll see what's. 
and they're at home. So we'll really see. Depending on it, they could lose the game and still, if they keep it close, um, yeah. see if they're the real deal or not. Yeah. But that'll be their their test. They got an easy schedule. They play the Bengals. We'll see what the Bengals are doing in December, and then they play the Ravens too. So yeah, they got a couple of tough games. Yeah, they do. Yeah, um, that was it. But yeah, I saw they were like a four or five game win streak. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I'm about to um, I'm about to kick you off. I'm uh, I'm about to finish out the rest of the episode. I'm already uh, an hour deep. Yeah, I'm already out. Yeah, I'm already hour deep. All right. Um, yeah, but thank you for for coming on. I appreciate it. All right, see ya. All right, thank you, Stefan, for jumping on. We're going to run through the sports, and we're going to talk a little bit about the market. All right, NBA news. James Harden is finally traded to the Los Angeles Clippers. Finally. Um, if you want to know the details of the trade, I'll have the link posted for you guys to view. The, some of the analysts were saying that the Sixers are better, and I don't really think from the hole that they got. They're deeper, but I don't know if they're necessarily any better. Um, they really like how Maxi is playing, and maybe with Harden gone, they'll give Maxi to really opportunity to shine. So we'll see if that's true. And if Maxi develops to be a almost all-star player, then uh, maybe things will work out for him with the additional depth. New courts are unveiled for the NBA in-season tournament. Um, if you guys are not familiar with the NBA in-season tournament, I'm going to go over that. This is a new addition this year to really spark interest in the regular season and not have fans just kind of lull around and really not care about what's going on in the NBA until pretty much a month before the playoffs start. So the tournament will be similar format to the in-season tournaments in European soccer. Six intra-conference groups of five, three groups each in Eastern and Western conferences. Um, Tuesdays and Fridays during November will feature group games against each of the other teams in their pool. Two at home and two on the road. These games will still count as regular season games. So basically we'll back it up a little bit because a lot of information. So they'll break it up to six intra-conference groups. Okay? Each group will have five um, in a team. To a team. Excuse me. We'll have five teams in the intra-conference groups. Three groups each in the east. And three groups each in the west. Okay? So three groups of five in the east. Three groups of five in the west. And then on Tuesdays and Fridays during November. So basically starting tomorrow. Each feature groups games, or excuse me, November will feature group games against each other's 
teams in their pool. So I think the Wizards have, it's the Wizards, Milwaukee, Miami, and I think Charlotte in their groups. So Wizards, Milwaukee, Miami, Charlotte, and maybe even Miami as well, if I haven't said it. There's five in, in there, and they'll play each other. I'm just using um, the Washington Wizards group as a reference. Um, the games will still count as a regular season, but it's kind of like almost like baseball. They're just kind of playing each other's, well, not baseball, but I guess it's just like they said, it's kind of like soccer. Um, four teams from each conference advance to a single elimination tournament. Uh, three pool winners in, in addition to the group runner-up with the best record as a wild card. So let's dissect that again. So four teams from each conference uh, advance. And so we know we have six of the pools total. And then the three pool winners in addition to the group runner-up with the best record as a wild card. So that's really confusing to to kind of read and understand. I looked at the, the diagram. I could really easily read it and understand it. But as I'm reading this, this is not word well. So four teams from each conference. So in the East and the West, both have four teams. Advance to a single elim- elimination tournament. So, okay. So remember we have... Three groups of five from the east, three groups of five from the west. The winners of each three advance, and then they pull the runner-up, the best record runner-up for the fourth team. And then they come, and I believe they go to uh, to Vegas. So four teams from each conference advance to a single elimination tournament. Yep. The three pool winners in in addition to the group winner, group runner-up with the best record as a wild card. So, yeah, okay, I've got it now. The semifinals and the final will be played in Las Vegas at T-Mobile Arena. And for the 2023 tournament, players on, on the championship team will each receive 500000 and runners-up will get 200000 So it's a nice purse for this. So it gives reason for the players to play. The players on the two losing teams in the semifinals will each get 100000 and the players in the four losing teams and the quarterfinals will each get 50000 uh, The semifinals begin on December 7th and the championship on Saturday, December 9th. So it's a little confusing to dissect, um, but it doesn't seem um, too difficult uh, now that we broke it down. So it's the... East and the West in the NBA, and they have three groups. And in each group, there are five, excuse me. All right, let's back it up. I'm going to get this right. I'm going to get this right. Six groups total of five teams, three and three. Five teams. Each group plays each other. The three best 
And the runner-up with the best record, who's the wild card, will come. And that'll be the semifinals. Then they play single-game elimination. So one plays the wild card, whoever wins that. And then the middle teams play. Then they knock each other out. And then the finals play December 9th. All right. Disclaimer time. Because we're going to talk about Z Market, the stock market, and how it has been making me pull a little bit of my hair that I have out. So disclaimer, the information provided in the show about personal finance and investing is for educational and entertainment purposes only and should not be considered financial advice. Viewers are encouraged to consult with a qualified financial advisor before making any investment decisions. The content presented may not be accurate, complete, or timely, and we do not assume responsibility for any errors or omissions. Investing involves risk, and past performance is not indicative of future results. Any endorsements or advertisements featured do not constitute recommendations, and by participating in the show, you acknowledge and accept these disclaimers. All right. Market talk, and we're going to talk about um, their earnings reports for a few of the companies. So my portfolio took a little bit of a hit after the companies I own reported quarterly earnings. Um, and let's discuss um, earnings, companies' earnings a little bit further if you're not familiar with that. So earnings are a key measure of a company's profitability and financial performance. They play a central role in determining the value of a company's stock in the stock market. Each quarter, companies release an earnings report, which includes details about their revenue or total income and expenses. The earnings report also provides important figures like the earnings per share, or you'll see it as EPS which is a company's total earnings divided by the number of outstanding shares of stock. Earnings per share is a widely watched indicator of a company's profitability. All right, so let's back that up a little bit. It says, the earnings report also provides important figures like earnings per share, and you'll see that at EPS, like we said, which is a company's total earnings, their total amount of earned, divided by the number of outstanding shares of the stock. So all the money they earn divided by how many slices of the pot um, of the company that are available. If the company beats expectations and reports strong earnings... It can lead to an increase in the stock's price. It can, is keyword can. Conversely, if a company's earnings disappoint, it can lead to a decrease in the stock's price. Earnings can be influenced by a variety of factors, including economic conditions, competition, industry trends, and a company-specific events. Therefore, now. Excuse me. Analysts and investors often look at trends in earnings over time to get a clearer picture of a company's financial health. As stated above, companies can report positive earnings 
but other factor excuse me but other factors may impact whether the stock price moves up or down alphabet or google posted earnings growth that was better than expectation but a segment of their business showed signs of decay the cloud business which led the stock to drop which is a perfect example they reported good earnings but because the cloud came back a little bit under expectation especially compared to how Microsoft did they beat on the earnings and revenue as well but Microsoft's cloud segment did much better than Google's and Microsoft reported first and so after seeing how Microsoft did investors compared it Google to Microsoft and they're like oh no 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 the stock is already up a little bit it doesn't look like we're getting the growth we were expecting so it's time for us to take some profits or just sell it, it I, you know some people just could be selling and they could be losing money um, but probably the vast majority or the reason why it moved so much is because the big money the hedge funds they had an investment and that they didn't feel that their um, investment was growing in the same cadence or a same trajectory as they were expecting or they're accustomed to and so they were fearful and so they sold that's i don't know that for sure but that's just my guess the reason why the stock moved to the way that it did even though they had good results for the quarter at least in my eyes they did all right so we're going to dive a little bit deeper into my portfolio so through october 30th 2023 um, year to date my total portfolio um, and my total portfolio consists of over 30,000 in assets managed personally by by myself is up 13% year to date compared to the S&P which is up 9.97% year to date and like I said that's through October 30th it did not take into account um, today so my no limit runners account, uh, that's pretty much the account that I invest in. That's my cash account. Um, that's money that I can sell, and I, if I can sell it, I can just take it out and I can spend it as I want. I'm gonna pay taxes, but I can I can do as I please. Um, so the no limit runners account is up twelve point six two percent compared to the nine point nine seven percent for S and P. The first uh, number I gave you is the total amount, the cash account, and then my my retirement account. Um, my, like I said, my non-retirement account is up 12.62% compared to the 9.97% for the S&P. And so for my 401k, 401k Roth, um, that's only up 1.21% behind the 2.3% the S&P is up here today. This account, um, is tracked from 331.23. When I rolled my my old employer's 401k Roth funds into my self-managed account, they gave me the opportunity and control of that account. So still up, not doing as well as the S&P in the 401k. And pretty much the 401k holds the vast majority of of the total amount of money that I'm basically controlling. Um, But we're still up. Nothing, you know, nothing crazy. Uh, yesterday was pretty. Yesterday, I think we were down 
where I was pretty much even yesterday. I either broke even yesterday or was even. Um, but today the the market has definitely turned uh, better for me. Um, so hopefully get hopefully I did better than the S and P uh, did today, and I can get that four hundred one k Roth to get a little bit closer to the S and P and start getting on the trajectory where I'm ahead of the S and P. Um, definitely. Definitely learned some tough lessons, um, and we'll discuss that. Uh, so Tesla and Google, um, with the significant moves in the stock price, um, sent my portfolio lower, um, providing opportunity for me to buy more shares at a better price. Uh, but the reason why I bought at a better price, and or excuse me, the reason why I have to buy at a better price We'll hit on here. So I learned the hard way that buying distressed companies at 52-week low is the play. Um, before, I, well, I'm going to read a little bit further. So not focusing on the 200-day moving average as an entry point. And I'll discuss that further. Um, patience is the key in this game. Um, buy at great prices and hold long-term or until the story or reason you bought the company changes. Investing is easy. Keep cash on the side to get in position when the opportunity arises. And uh, it's kind of it's it's a lot like poker, guys. Um, So I'll kind of want to elaborate on that. So before I was kind of I would go on and see or go like Yahoo and see what's the 200 day average of where's the average stock price of this company. We'll say we'll just use Roblox for that matter. And so I'm going to go into Yahoo right now. Um, it's like Yahoo Finance. Um, if you have an Apple phone, this is a real easy way to do this is to go to the Apple, uh, the Apple Stocks app, right? And you can go to search and you can click search Roblox. You go to Roblox and then you see um, it says see more data from Yahoo Finance. You'll see a chart. And then you'll see a few numbers, the open, the high, the low. And right under in blue, you'll see see more data from Yahoo Finance. You can click go straight there. And you go straight there, it'll take you to statistics. And you can scroll down a little bit, and it'll show you the 200-day moving average is $36.76. Okay? That's in the past 200 days. That's been the moving average for uh, the stock Roblox for the past 200 days. So the stock is currently uh, $31.81 is Roblox, okay? And so, like I said, the average has been $36. So that means it's it's currently below its average price. So I have been investing, not every one of my stocks, but the ones that have mattered, the ones that I've invested in the most, I've been looking at this moving average, and I've said, all right, this is a good entry point. I feel safe to to enter here, thinking, all right, I'm good. But no, no, no. What I learned is, and I learned this from the VP of, I can't, I don't have his card in front of me. I think I moved it over into my wallet. It was a VP of, like, um. VP of investing or something like that. He works at Morgan Stanley. So this guy knows his his stuff. He was one of the speakers at the Black Wealth Summit. And he said, no, don't 
look at that 200-day moving average. What you need to look at, you need to look at the 52-week low, and that's where you need to be getting in at. That's where your entry point is, and that's when you get to, to go ham. Um, and that's where you should be going. So the 200-day moving average for Roblox, or excuse me, the 52-week low for Roblox is $24.88. But here's the key. Just because a stock is at its 52-week low, it crashed down to its low, does not mean that it is valuable stock to buy, and you can just buy blindly any stock that's hit that low, that's gone that far down. No, you need to do your research. You need to figure out this, all right, this is the distressed company, or this is a house that is the ugliest house in the nicest neighborhood. It just needs to be renovated. Think of it, just using this as an analogy. Um you go into the house, you look at the house, all right, the the frame and everything is good. The the structure, for lack of a better word, everything is good with the house. All it just needs is just needs to be renovated. Someone this house is from the nineties. Whoever and it's uh the same person who bought the house is the same person that um is selling it to you. And they're older and they're just um, consolidating. They want to go south and, and, and move in Florida, right? And so you move into the house, and it's just it's a bunch of, like, 90s decor, and it's just outdated and old, right? And so you need to re-up. You need to renovate it. You need to update it. So it's kind of like stock market. So you find the 52-week low, right? And say, like I did, I found Roblox. All right, Roblox is at a 52-week low. And it's at... $24.88, all right? And I had it on my watch list. I'm like, all right, and I've done my research. You do your research, and what I like to do is I, uh, so I bank with Bank of America, right? And so I use Merrill Edge as my investing um, platform. And on Merrill, you can look, and it has all this information for you. Like back in the day, like they didn't have this information that was readily available. Um, and you can see from people that are um, like analysts and, and cover this company and get paid to do this. They provide their insight and you can kind of compare it from your research to how you break down companies and determine whether this is a good buy or not. If this is a good company or not. Does it have a good strong balance sheet? Um, if something goes awry, do they have the, the, the cash to, uh, to take care of business or to stay afloat? Um, how much? How many assets do they have? How many liabilities do they have? Do they have more assets than liabilities? If they have a lot of debt, is that a company that you want to invest in? Probably not. Or if they have a lot of debt, do they have a lot enough cash on reserves in order to pay that debt um, when it comes due? Um, there's multiple um, things you need to think about. What are the economic uh, conditions? Is this a um, cyclical stock or is this a secular, uh, secular stock? Um, I, I want to make sure I get this right. Cyclical is kind of, it goes in cycles, right? It just kind of goes how the, let's say you have a business that is a Halloween store where you're not making money in any other time throughout the year, right? Um, you're not making money at Christmas in a Halloween store, right? Or Halloween business. So it's a cyclical stock, right? It's a cyclical company. As far as um, secular, if I'm saying this right, I think of it as secure, this company is going to make money round the clock, regardless of what's going on. And so a company that is uh, secular is in that I've just bought is Coca-Cola. People are going to, to consume beverages. 
year round. We need to drink water. We need our our favorite beverages year round. So you're going to, um, you know, that's a good stock to invest in, at least in my my perspective, my point of view. So I say all of this is so now you see you have a distressed company, right? It's at a 52-week low, 52-week low, just like Roblox was. And so it's... I go in and you want to look and you can go to, you just go to roblox.com and I'm just using Roblox as a example. And all of these companies that are on the, um, that are trade publicly traded, they usually have an investor page and you can go there and it has a, a report and you can see everything they reported, everything they have to report um, to the SEC, just kind of see how their company is going um, quarter to quarter, year by year. And you can go on there. And I also like to look and see what's happened in the past. Because now I'm, I'm investing now, but I also want to see what's been happening in the past year, the past uh, month, the past two years, the past five years. See what's going on before I'm getting in now. I want to know what, what's been going on. Am I getting, especially right when it's this distressed company, you want to know exactly what you're getting yourself into. You're buying into this company. You are owning a piece of the pie, a piece of this company. Think of you are owning this company, and you're going to get a portion of their proceeds. And if they're losing money, okay, so think about it. If you really want to jump, you got to think about this. Um, and I'm somebody who is, I have an addictive personality, and I don't like to think of this like gambling, and I don't even think of poker is like gambling. But there's times that I get, there's moments that I get really excited and it's it's really hard, and I still do this. When the stock starts going up, you want to start in, like adding money onto it. Oh yeah, yeah, I want to, I want to, I want to go on the ride. Well, no, you should have bought the company and was distressed. You load the boat there, and then just enjoy the ride. Yeah, maybe you could add a little bit of money as it goes on when it's still really at the bottom. But once you bought at the bottom, and then it runs up twenty percent. Is it really necessary for you to continue to add money on unless something has changed in the in the story or the or or the thesis or the reason why you bought the company initially to make you think all right this thing is about to run two three times more than I initially thought it's time to invest more so you never want to buy when it's when at its hot <clears throat> excuse me when it's at its high you want to buy it when it's low and the best time to buy is when the company is distressed when it's at its at its lowest and you do your research and you kind of just like creeping in the weeds and that's when you get in and that's when you make you can make generational wealth if you have enough money to to you know put down on your on your investment or you just make a nice return and you ride the wave and you sell it at a at a peak and you take that money and invest in something else so like investing is easy um just as much as a game of poker can be easy if you just keep things simple but when you try to play every single hand and then you want to try to bluff everybody and you try and then when you lose a pot and then you get in your feelings and you try to win money back and then you're chasing your money. Yeah, that's when it gets dangerous. But poker in itself is a very easy game, but it takes you it takes a lifetime to master. And a lot of it is mastering our 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 emotions. Right. And. Poker just uh if you can't master your emotions, you're never going to be good at poker. But you could play poker in order to master your emotions. How what is the best way to figure out how how you're really going to 
react to if you say you invested, say you had never invested before, right? And then you had, you found a company that you want to invest in and you put $1,000 down. You don't know how you're going to react when you open up your account and then you see that your account is down $200 and your stock is down. And so that's why I think if you learn poker and I'm not like I said I'm not trying to teach you guys poker so you go to play poker at a poker at a poker table. But if I teach you poker and you learn and you get confident and you want to go out there and play poker um, yourself. You go out there and you play your game and then you lose, say you go play one, three, no limit and you buy in with a hundred dollars and then you lose that hundred dollars. That's just like investing in the stock market. How did you feel after you lost that hundred dollars? Did you feel miserable? Did you feel sick to your stomach? If that's the case, then well, right there, there's your lesson right there. If you invested in the stock market and you put money in there, and like I said, I gave you the example, you put a thousand dollars in the stock and then a month later you open it up and you see your, your stock is down two, three hundred dollars and you're sick in your stomach. Well, you right there. You already know what your what your um, what your threshold is, what you can and you cannot stomach. So I don't you're going to have to work out however you want to work it out yourself. Maybe you don't invest that much in one company and you diversify like we talked about. Investing in a in an ETF and in an index fund would be a lot safer. It would be the first thing you should invest in because that way you're not going to have these huge crazy swings unless this, the the whole stock market just goes down in a in a vast drop. So Think of it that way. And in an in index fund, is kind of like playing fixed limit home, hold them. You don't just go to the casino or, or you don't, you don't, you don't invite Claude over. Claude teaches you poker. Um, in order for you, and the reason why you had Claude over is because you wanted to learn how to, how to budget properly. You wanted to learn how to play poker. You wanted to have a way to kind of get your buddies um, over and your family together and kind of talk about money um, because you really weren't comfortable before. And that things go well. Claude teaches you the game. You start um, spending time with your family and friends. You're talking about money. Things are going good. You dive deeper into poker. Then what I'm not wanting you to do, I don't want you to go play No Limit first. I want you to play Limit Hold'em first. And Limit Hold'em is your ETF your um, that follows the index fund. And that's going to be your safer investment. Your individual stocks are No Limit Hold'em. See where we're going here now? This is why I said poker and investing in the stock market would be very similar. I don't want you all coming out here and jocking my stuff and trying to start a business. Because first of all, you ain't got the receipts like I do. And second of all, you don't have the charisma like I do. You can go ahead and try teaching people this stuff because I know it's about to, it's about to work and I'm about to get people's mind to click. But I'm going to repeat it again for whoever's watching, if that's Stefan, whoever it is. Once I teach you poker, you learn poker, then you feel confident playing with your friends and buddies at the casino, your safer bet for your your beginner is going to be an ETF that follows an index, and it's not going to sway crazy like a Tesla stock would. That's your beginning. You kind of get your feet wet to see what you can stomach. Then when you get comfortable investing, you learn how to dissect the company, know how to invest into a company. Then you go and play No Limit Hold'em. 
You're playing no limit hold'em. All right, now we can really see what I can stomach and what I can't stomach. You play no limit hold'em. You play that. Uh, you play a hundred dollars. You lose a hundred dollars real fast because you didn't know what the heck you were doing, and you feel sick to your stomach. All right, well you're probably not going to be. Well, I shouldn't say this, but if you probably if you're not a good holding player, if you can lose your money that fast, unless you just got unlucky aces or kings and aces, you're probably not good at uh, researching and um, and figuring out what's a good investment in the stock market. I'm just going to take a wild guess. These two really go hand in hand. And I'm not saying that I'm the best poker player or the best stock uh, investor because I'm learning um, both as time goes on. But I've been playing cards for over a decade. So I think I'm pretty decent at cards. Um, not as good at investing. Um, so you, you can kind of figure out where you stand if you can stomach in, investing in individual stocks because those individual stocks are going to sway. Or you can get into a, a company like Coca-Cola or um, like consumer staples that are not probably not going to sway too much. Um, Coca-Cola is something that I just started investing in. It's a safe bet. Um, I'm not going to see a whole lot of volatility. Um, but the last thing I want is somebody, their first individual stock they invest in is Tesla. No, because you're going to watch your money doing this. Because I know when you first get in, uh, start investing into the stock market, you're probably going to be opening up your, your app and just checking it every single day. Every hour, look and see if your money's going up or down. Um, so I just wanted to hit on that. Uh, I think that's really going to be the key <clears throat> thing that's really going to get um, get my business going once I relate the poker to the stock market. If people aren't investing in the stock market and they weren't familiar with playing poker, I think that'll kind of be the thing that'll um, really get their, their gears going and make them feel comfortable um, at least I hope I make them feel comfortable enough to um, to go out and, and start investing or at least playing poker with their friends and family and having those conversations about investing if they don't necessarily feel comfortable going out and doing it after I share the information with them. Or I can also have, I also have products and services for people that, all right, now I feel comfortable investing or now I feel comfortable going out or I want to go play cards. Claude, can I go play cards with you? And then we kind of go play cards together and we can kind of talk about investing and stuff. And that's just kind of just baby steps. So I look, I'm looking forward to next year. Um, kind of really just been praying on this and, and talking to friends and family about what they think that should be doing. Um, how I, you know, what's the best way to kind of start this business and kick this off and really take my passion um, for poker and share it with others and help them as well. Um, so I hope I hope that it works because I've devoted a lot of time and a lot of money to getting this started. Uh, last thing I wanted to do was start this business just to do a, a podcast and uh and 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 this show. Um, every Tuesday and that was it and try to sell you some um, some t-shirts and some hats and stuff like that I know there's a lot of people out here that just want to start a band, uh, brand start a clothing line or something like that that's not what I'm doing I'm here to impact people I'm here to change lives and and make this world a better place and really um, and disrupt the status quo um, the, the racial wealth gap um, helping people that are underserved. Um, and I, if I can help people that 
just maybe just need a little extra help. And they're maybe not the people that look like me or underserved. And they just want someone else to kind of teach them something in a, in a way that they understand or they feel more comfortable um, or just something that they accept um, more so than however else that it's been taught or relayed to them, for lack of a better word. Um, so, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I've been doing so good or doing decent myself so far. Um, I don't think I'm just... I didn't just stumble across a stock that was that was just running hot and just threw my money into it. I've been and buying things and I've lost some money um, buying things and um, they've done well. And I said, no, this doesn't really fit for me long term in this portfolio or I like it in this portfolio, but I don't like it in this portfolio. Um, so I'm really just been playing around with this and really just trying to figure out what's what's the proper way to, to build a diverse portfolio. Um, but if you guys really want to know <clears throat> the basics, the best way that I started, and this came from Ian Dunlop and um, and watching them on Market, Mon- on Market Mondays every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern on YouTube, Apple, Microsoft, and then buy two ETFs. So I started with Apple and Microsoft. I bought shares of that. And then I bought VOO, which mimics the S&P 500. And I also bought, uh, I think, VTI, which was the total stock market, or VIG, was the Vanguard dividend. So I bought, I just bought two tech companies and two indexes, or two ETFs that followed the, uh, the S&P 500. And then some other index. I started with that. And that was beginning of this year. In those shares of Apple and Microsoft. Are probably both up 20%. So I just started with that. And I'll probably, probably never sh- sell those shares. Um, I don't really see Apple Microsoft going down that far again. Maybe Apple if they have really bad reporting. Could drop down to where I bought it. But Microsoft seems to be going strong. I don't ever see them. I don't, unless something crazy happens, see Microsoft going down that low again. Um, and it wasn't crazy money. Like I said, I just bought a couple of shares. But just it was just that simplicity of it made me understand, all right, this is really easy. Buy companies at a great price, hold on to it, and you can make money. I think there's a crazy stat that over like 100 years, um, the stock market is up, or maybe even since the beginning, um, the stock market is up like 70% of the time. So I'll take those odds, right? Might not be up today, might not be up tomorrow, might not be up next year, might not be up the year after that. But 70% of the time, the stock market is going up. So you can sit on the sidelines if you want. And I'm not saying right now is the perfect time to invest. Um, but sit on the sidelines if you want, Um it's going it's getting more difficult if you're around my age I'm 35 um, and if you haven't started investing it's going to be very difficult unless you're a high uh, income earner or unless you are piling a bunch of stuff in your 401k um, but if you're not really aggressively putting money in your 401k and you're not investing you're not a high income earner I don't know how you're going to retire 
thinking about this, and I've already started investing, and I really started this where I see it late. We all should have been investing in the market in our late. Instead of thinking about drinking at the age of 21, the narrative should be how many of having at least like $5,000, $10,000 in the stock market by the age of 21. Or $2,100 in the stock market. Investing in stocks and just holding on to them. Really risky stuff. And just holding on to them for 5, 10 years. And maybe you find something that, that hits and, um, and kind of pay for your college. Or have your mom and your dad um, invest with invest for you um, at a really young age. And then they talked about this at the summit. And then by the time you are, um, it's time for you to go off to college, your college paid for. I just stockpile money in the S&P 500. Like I said, um, instead of just leaving it in a piggy bank, um, collecting dust um, in a corner or in the closet or something, that doesn't make any sense anymore. It's good that we're stockpiling money, stockpiling money and saving it. But now let's put it somewhere so that money can make money and compound. And over over time, that's going to be it's going to be some real money. But putting it in the bank where just your traditional bank, you're probably not getting yielding anything. Um, there's plenty of online accounts where you can get good yields, like five percent nowadays. So just consider doing that if you have any money that's sitting for your kids um, in a piggy bank or something. Put that money in the stock market. The S and P 500 is is down a and at a at a level that hasn't been in um, in a while. So now would be a good time to um, do your own research and consider um, putting some money in uh, way if you guys have children and um, in the S and P 500 for your for your kids. It's a good time to to buy right now. Um, Trap was saying that forty two hundred, um, if I think it was forty two eighteen or something like that. If we, if the S and P five hundred cracked forty two eighteen, I found it. Yeah, forty two eighteen was the support. So support is kind of like your floor. If it cracked the floor, we don't know how much how deep the below is. If there's any ground underneath, or are we just gonna fall forever? Um, now it's not gonna fall forever. I'm just being dramatic. Um, it was at 42.18 was the support. Um, and right now, just one second, guys. I think I can find it. So right now, the S&P, oh, that's the Vanguard. Just one moment. Trying to find on CNBC. So I can give you an accurate number. All right. U.S. markets. S&P 500 is at 41.93 right now. It closed at 41.93. So that's under that. 42.18 support. So we're still a little bit in the danger zone right now. And like I said earlier, um, Apple reports earnings on Thursday. 
and I already said Google had good had a decent report in my eyes for the quarter um, because their but their cloud came um, their cloud division came back not as exciting as Microsoft's in comparison. So I, that stock, excuse me, so that stock um, dropped after earnings, even though they had a pretty good quarter. I think Apple iPhone shares, amongst other things, are kind of stalling right now. I think people are kind of now realizing what I was saying before. Like They keep putting out the same phone year after year after year and really not doing anything. Maybe look a little bit faster and some minor tweaks to it. Like, if there's going to be, eventually people are going to stop buying this stuff. And with the economy that is right now, I think... That's now happening. Um, so if Apple is the biggest company in the, in the stock market, on the stock market. So if Apple on Thursday comes back a little sour, you just imagine what's, uh, what's about to transpire. So I'm not saying there's going to be a big crash or anything, but I think it's definitely going to possibly send the S&P lower. Um, with all the negative uh, news that's going on. It just seems like people just want an excuse to sell Apple. And Apple's still up uh, a decent amount for the year. So it's not crazy to think that if they have anything that shows any type of decay or slow in growth, that people are going to sell their shares. Um, so just something to be mindful of. Something to be mindful of. Yeah, but buying um, distressed properties is key. Distressed properties. Buy low, sell high. That's key. All right. This has been a long episode. I appreciate y'all for for joining me, for watching with me, for hopefully learning with me. If I provided any type of value, um, please let me know. Um, if anything you like, please let me know. Anything you did not like, please let me know. I appreciate it if you went over to YouTube and subscribe to my page. Just go to YouTube and um, type in All in Society and Friends and subscribe if you haven't already. If you have, um, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Please uh, like, share, let everybody know. I know it's been a long episode. Um, I know I threw a couple gems in there. I know there's been some moments in there I was a little long-winded. Uh, but it is what it is. It's my show. It's all right. It's not one of them cookie-cutter shows where I got to make everything all clean and cut and edited. That's not what I'm looking for. I like I like the raw stuff, right? I don't like... I mean, sometimes you want something clean, cut, and edited, especially if you're buying something um, or you invested X amount. I would expect something clean, cut, and edited. But for something like this, it's kind of free and just off the top. I bring people in that are watching. Um... No, I just like it fun like this. So thank you guys for watching. Go Lions. Make sure you check out my podcast, uh, especially the last podcast. Um, If you're a fan of this show or if you enjoy the show or if I provide any value, definitely check out the last podcast. I got real deep. Um, Like I said, the Black Wealth Summit was really an awesome event. And um, it was at a church, and it really just... I went to church this past Sunday. I've been talking about going to church for 
forever. But I've been working in the casino industry and really just my my schedule didn't align, at least for going to church on Sunday morning. That was kind of like, I want to go to church on Sunday morning. That's what I want to go um, do. But I was on day shift, really didn't have the opportunity to do that. And then I was on grave shift after that. And um, yeah, that was not, that wasn't fun. Wasn't a fan of that shift. Um, so now I have the opportunity. I have no excuses but to go. Um, really just give back to to being a wholesome person. I kind of lost myself a little bit. And I'm not saying that I'm, you know, uh, this huge sinner or I'm this terrible person or anything like that. But uh, some of the things that the pastor said uh, really felt like he was talking to me and almost like looking at me. And and I'm sure that wasn't the that wasn't actually what's going on, but it just kind of made me do some self reflecting and really um, want to be a better man, want to be a better person, and also I want to help others. So um, definitely gonna be joining the church. Hopefully, um, really diving in. There's been a few members of the church have been uh, that I met from the summit, and I didn't even know they were part of the church, and really just kind of been pouring into me. Um, Renee was one of them. Um, so I really appreciate, um, her. She's been sending me, um, uh, like verses, um, from the Bible pretty much every day. Um, just kind of, just kind of, it, it's, it's just been good because sometimes, you know, I'm out here in Maryland. I don't really have any family or anybody close by. So sometimes it gets, feels like I'm lonely and just have a, a church and a feel of family and belonging. It, it, it feels good. So um, it was nice. Um, this is the first time I have ever been to church without my mother or father or some family member. I went by myself. This is the first time I've ever done that. Um, so it was, it was, uh, it was, it was nice. Um, definitely we'll going back to Sunday. Um, unless something crazy comes up then I can't make it, but uh, I'll definitely be going there. And I'll be traveling soon, um, going to see my parents um, for for the holidays, and I'll be going be able to attend church with them too. So it'll be nice to do that too. So working in the casino industry is is rough. There's just the people that you encounter in that space, um, and I don't mean to talk down on people, but I worked in a I moved my I moved my way up the corporate ladder, and the farther up I went, the more I feel like I was less of myself and having to appease and do something that I wasn't aligned with who I am. Um, and so it feels nice not to kind of have to be in that environment anymore. And to be quite honest with you, in the environments I were, sometimes I feel like I was the smartest person in the room, and that shouldn't be the case. Not in the rooms that I was in. Or if I wasn't the smartest person in the room, I was at least the most genuine person in the room. Or the most caring person. Um, There's a lot of times I was in those rooms and people were at a higher status and just kind of like talking down on on others and things like that. Um, So I... It's just nice not to kind of be in that environment anymore. And amongst being a manager and, and being in an environment, I was managing 200 employees. And there's going to be times when there's people that 
don't agree with your the way that you manage or just everything. So it's like a a load off my back not being in that environment and the people that really know me and kind of know who I am and what I'm about. I didn't have to say anything. There's like Claude is good. You don't have to deal with this nonsense and this mess anymore. Um, so I don't even have to open my mouth and say it. So it feels it feels good to have that relief and that that stress and that just that lifestyle um, put behind me. Um, I think I developed a lot of bad habits by being in that environment, and um, and so I really wanted to just kind of get back to to being a a good person and a. And working on being a good Christian as well. I think that's um, important as well. Um, that's important for me. Not something I would say before that was in uh, in my scope of what I felt was important. But now as I get older, really get uh, wiser and kind of just come to a realization of a few things. Just want to kind of slow things down and kind of get back to that young boy from Michigan. Um, that just kind of kept to himself, was kind of shy and quiet, um, but didn't have this kind of like burning, like like this fuel inside of me to kind of. And I've used this as an excuse. Like I've had this like like this fire inside of me. I'm sure if you guys watch anime, like. Um, Dragon Ball Z, stuff like that. I just felt like I was about to like go in Super Saiyan, and I felt like I needed that inside to kind of like push me, something to kind of like drive me every day to wake up. Like the world's against me. Everybody wants to like like crap on my name. I need something to kind of push me forward. But and that's nice to be motivated, but you don't need that. That's not healthy. Um, and by living that type of lifestyle, I've also developed this like just like this angry black guy type um, facade. And to the point where like even on the road when I was dealing cars, that's kind of like when people portrayed me as, as and it was kind of like a, like a running joke. And that's not somebody that I want to be uh, remembered as or, or known as. Um, that's really not my demeanor, to be quite honest. Um, if y'all really want to know who I am, I'm somebody who is just real chill and for the most part, and a lot of people don't know this, I like to smoke. So a lot of times, like, that's not, that's the opposite of who I am. I don't want this, like, fiery, um, kind of, like, revved up person, like, on steroids or something like that. And I know I'm being dramatic, but I just kind of have this, like, fire built up um, inside of me. Um, if you guys watched anime, Naruto, kind of having, like, the nine tails inside of me. Um, that's really like probably the best, um, like way to describe it. Um, and if you guys haven't watched Naruto or you don't like anime, definitely check that out. Um, if you don't watch anime, watch, just, just try it. Watch that show. That, that show was amazing. Um, I might even watch some Naruto all over again. It's been some time. Um, but yeah, uh, just kind of getting that out of me. And that's really what the pastor was talking about. Um, the really, the th- one thing he said is just, you loose, um, you loose lipped and just kind of having no filter saying whatever's on your mind. And I growing up, I didn't grow up really listening to my parents 
like talk like sailors. Now every once in a while they probably swear and stuff like that, but saying the F word and this, this and that, that's not how, you know, they talk. So I developed that. And what, how did I develop that? A lot of my times I spent in a, a casino or a poker room. And so I just developed that lifestyle. Even really, I didn't smoke or anything before. And hopefully this doesn't um, pull the pull the episode from streaming. But I didn't smoke until I met some of my buddies that played poker. Um, and and I don't, I'm not saying that I wish they never you know introduced me to this or that. That's not the case because... I think it, it it's just it's what I enjoy. Um it's it's who I am now. Um and and I'm all right with that. But there's also some bad habits that I developed that that weren't who I was and it's not the person that I, you know, strive to be or want to be known as. So just kind of like looking in and just making the necessary changes um in life to be a better person and I think by doing so, um, uh, there'll be a lot. I've already, I'm blessed. Um, I have a lot to be thankful for. Um, but I think by making these changes, I'll really see some some improvement and um, really find somebody who um, I can really build with and um, really build the empire that I'm looking for uh, in life. So thank you all for, for watching. Um listening to to my story um i'll be here next tuesday again 7 p.m eastern unless something silly happens i don't have any events or anything going on but every once in a while i've been finding these last minute events um so more likely i should be here so make sure you stay tuned um come on in next week Remember, life is one big session. Play the cards you are dealt to the best of your ability, and I promise you'll come out ahead. Peace.